Welcome to The Fellowship. My name is Adam Hawk. It's great to have you. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever the hell you're watching this from, thank you for doing it. Fellowship is not just a word for a church congregation, as many people think. It's actually a word that is defined by friends getting together to celebrate common interests. You don't say. Which is exactly what we're going to do right here. That being said, see you in church. <laughs> Everyone has... Uh, They've wanted this, which is weird. We live in a world where the last thing anyone needs is another podcast, another YouTube show. But for some reason, people like to watch us smoke and drink, which is probably the nicest and greatest gift that God could have given us, is that people want to watch us smoke and drink. We are going to fulfill that desire for everyone right now. This is episode one of The Fellowship. We've got a great show. Ryan Engel And if our here. landlord's watching, tune in next week. Or the week after, or better yet, don't tune don't in. Don't tune at all. in at all. Ryan Engel is here. He's a resident guest. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it very much. We've got a great show. We have a very dignified person in the golf world who is sitting right off to my left. You can't see him. Eric Crane, aka Crano. So stoked that he's here. Can't wait to talk to him about growing the business, everything that we're doing wrong, and what it's like to have a snaggle tooth on the bottom row and know that everyone's looking at it every single time you talk. But we'll get to Eric in just a sec. No one looks at it. Ryan, I want to talk to you about yesterday. Yesterday we went out. Shoot. We played golf. We play golf on Wednesdays. Pardon me, this is a dry cigar. That's a Cuban. A I Cuban know, cigar. I'm just trying to wet it. It's kind of, you know, a little homer to ride. We play golf on Wednesdays, and... Ryan yesterday brought... Gillis Group, Wednesday Group, Little Money Game, San Clemente Municipal. Go ahead. Ryan yesterday brought a flask. This flask had... What was in the flask? The flask was sentimental. It was from a, a dear friend's wedding. Had a custom leather sleeve with my... His nickname for me on it. You Which know, is what? Uh, Uncle Rai Rai. So, that's what my nephew calls me. He heard my nephew call me that one time and it just stuck. So, I'm Uncle YY. <laughs> so, you bring a flask to a 7 a.m. tea time, which is just a veteran move. You put it in our... Oh, by the way, um, pro tip on the flask is uh, the gentleman who gave it to me, Mr. Steve Taylor, he actually gave me two that day. One he kept in his pocket. The first one he gave me, we have this long-going joke that when, when you want to fuck someone up at the bar, like nail in the coffin, like they're being the loud asshole, you order him a shot of Grand Marnier. Now, it's not the strongest booze on earth, but I can guarantee you, when you're already buzzed and you take a full shot of Grand Marnier, it blacks you out. It makes you go night night. It's like fucking NyQuil. So anyways, that's been our joke for people for years. He gives me this thing. He's like, I got everyone their favorite booze. Ingle, you got uh, Walker Blue Label. I was like, tight. Rip the thing open. I was like, fucking this shit's kind of fruity, dude. You know? and he's just, he's like, ha, that's fucking Grand Marnier. So I've had this flask full of Grand Marnier for months at my house. Can't, it, I was getting ready out the door, newborn at home, so everything's fucking hard to do. I uh, take the flask, I go, oh, I'm pouring this out. So I pour it out, didn't rinse it, and then I poured Glenlivet whatever in it, you know. Took the first sip at 7 a.m. at the practice tea, and the faint Grand Marnier coating of the flask mixed with the Glenlivet, it was delicious. Wonderful. Yeah. So you bring the flask to golf, you put it in our golf cart, or at least you think you do, yeah, we 
are about ready to tee off. We're about ready to tee off, and um, you tell the group the flask has been stolen. Someone took my flask. Your mood instantly goes from 100 to zero. You're all sorts of pissed off. You bring the entire was I group. Real? Was yes, I really? you were. You're like, man, that really pisses me off, man. A bunch of young guys come around. They do this shit. You know, it might have been something I would do when I was young, but I can't believe this would happen here. And it's like, how can you play golf when this guy's already pissed off and we haven't even hit a shot yet? Yeah, what'd you have on one? Nine? So we're, we're, we're about ready to tee off. He's in a bad mood. We play terribly. Um, and Engel is just bitching about this flask nonstop and can't find it, is convinced that someone stole it, went on the internet, told everyone that the flask had been stolen, really threw a hissy fit about it, uh, and then we get a phone call after the round that the flask had been turned into the front by some good Samaritans who realized that there was a flask in their golf cart. So you misplaced the flask, you blamed the world, you went on Instagram, you threw a complete bitch fit, and then we find out hours later that some nice old couple who we met that morning had turned it in. They even wrote your name on Open it. Open that I, up right now. I had to go pick it. And if it. it's filled with water... You owe me a huge fucking apology. Because they could have stole it, drank it, filled it with water, and turned it back in. That don't look like water. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that's still got that Grand Marnier little coating on it, though. I'm going to do something. I'm going uh, to I'm going to break the shot here really quick. Is that okay? Can I stand up? Okay, and we're playing to this camera. Can we play to this camera for a second? At a commemorative flask from a friend's wedding, it's stolen right out of the cart to start. It was a nice flask with a leather grip. Then uh, teed off on one, nearly threw my back out, been having lower back issues. Okay, so he's telling the world his flask was stolen. He's complaining about his back. He gets a cigar, lights it up. I give him a lighter, and he lights it from the wrong end, burns his hand in half. Uh, you told me to press the red button. Bad intel. The fucking thing was upside down. That's not where the punch is. So he burns his hand. He's got it thrown out back. He thinks his flask is stolen. The entire day is completely shot. I think, uh, what'd you card there? Who cares, but really bad. I did the same. Uh, but the flask is... I made a, I made a 40-foot putt on 18 to break 80. <laughs> the flask is back. It was really never gone. It was just... Temporarily misplaced. Technically, I wasn't that wrong. It was in some foreign person's hands. That you point. put there. Would you like to apologize to anybody? Uh, definitely not you. I mean, the fact that you played like shit because of my bad attitude is such a cop-out. So, I'm not apologizing to you. Um, and I was nice to the people that found it. Maybe that's why it found its way back to me, because I put that out in the world and said good morning to them, tight quarters, have a lovely day when we drove off. So, you know, I don't say fucking sorry to anybody. The greats deflect. It wasn't my fault. Um, and uh, I'll forever, whenever I stumble, I'll blame it on someone else. So but, There you have it, folks. You know? what, what a wonderful apology. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. On that note, I would absolutely be thrilled to welcome our very first guest ever. He describes himself as a entrepreneurial renaissance man. I think that's a very fitting description. Also a great guy, a great dad. Too handsome to work in this business. Ladies, Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, Eric Crane. Eric, Professor. Thank you for being on the show. Doctor, please, take my seat. Congratulations, boys, on Thank your you. first show. Thank, Thank you very here, much. Eric. We appreciate it very much. Can I offer you anything to smoke, a cigar, cigarette? I'd love a cigar. Oh, okay. 
Wonderful. I have a punch teed up on the top for him right there. Ready to go. There you go, right there. Yeah. Nice and teed up as a cut. <clears throat> yes, it is. No, it's no, not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> DIY. For those of you that don't know who Eric Crane is, just go ahead and stop watching right now because you have no business being in the golf world at all. Eric Crane <laughs> is an absolute pleasure. He's a, he's a conglomerate of a human being. He has built many successful brands. For some reason, he's deciding to hang out with us today. And really, Eric, we're going to get into your backstory, but I think what Ryan and I really want to know more than anything, what the hell are we doing wrong around here? <laughs> oh, man. How long's the show? <laughs> Not long enough. But let's, uh, while you... Uh... Yeah, help him out there, Hawk. This is your first time down here. You're looking around the operation. Yeah. Your first impressions. A lot of empty boxes. <laughs> those, that we just put those in. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, uh, there's stuff at the bottom of them. Well, know? you know, I, I think I remember photos of the caddy in here taking up space. So yeah. The fact that there's no room for the caddy means you're doing something right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Something's yeah. changed. That was hard to get her out of here, by the way. Yeah, you know? I'll bet. I wouldn't want to park that outside. But um, truth be told, I think the my only issue... Is just that you guys just can't keep the good stuff in stock. It seems like people really like what you're doing. So you would say order more of it? Uh, of certain things. Yeah. Right. So, Eric, you, correct me if I'm wrong, built electric or electric golf or both? Okay. I was a team member of the original build. Uh, we founded it in 2000, uh, 99 perhaps, but it was an alumni from the original Arnett. So we're talking 1990s action sports, sunglass brand, was trying to be everything that the rest of the sunglass industry wasn't until it matured and grew really fast and became everything that the sunglass industry was. And, you know, it sold first time to Bausch & Lomb, second time to Luxottica for boatloads of money. And nice. um, I think Kip Arnett, second generation Arnett, was looking at the world going, you know, this isn't literally what I'm into. Yeah. And uh, so he had called me and said, you know, I have another idea. I want to start something that's fresh. It's avant-garde. It's mm -hmm. kind of like about what's going on with the new youth and a little bit more progressive and style-driven and a little bit more attitude. And, and I, lo I loved that re relaunch, rebrand. I thought you guys killed it with that. Well, this was Electra. I'm talking like not to the original Electra. Oh, you're talking way back. It, yeah, it was founded on the concept of trying to be different. Right, 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 right. It, right, it right, really right. was. Um, so I was lucky enough to be a part of that first group. And then uh, we all worked together and it sold to Volcom in 2008. And uh, 2008, I kind of went separate ways with those guys. I didn't really want to be involved with the Volcom and electric thing. And I had some other stuff going on. I was working at Nixon Watches at the time. And Kip and Bruce did a great job taking it over and then just, you know, kind of ran it into some, you know, some great growth. And then it kind of, you know, hit some hard times. I did most of the action industry, action sports industry. Yeah. Kinda like. I don't know if it had much purpose. I think that that term alone just is kind of like, yeah, man, you know, yeah. Like, what's the concept of an action sports industry? What does that even mean? So that bubble burst a little bit and um, it was sold again, Volcom and Electric to the Caring Group. And uh, I was invited back to work with the brand in 2012, uh, became its CEO in 2013. Wow. And then bought the brand back from the Caring Group in 2016 uh, and ran it for four years up until uh, last year. Wow. Okay. What a story. In 2014, uh, what was it like just carrying that big swinging dick around like that? <laughs> well, I would imagine pretty proportional, guys. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
it wasn't, man. It's it's always been a, that was a big swing, though. It's always been a smallish uh, company, and and I had always really. Well, wanted you know, to, you to, to with with your history in it, and to to, to yeah. grab the bull by the horns, it had to feel good, right? It felt good. It was scary as hell. I'm it was, sure it was. it was in terrible shape. It didn't look the way I wanted it to look. It didn't feel the way I wanted it to look. It was hemorrhaging cash. It had grown its infrastructure out way above its skis. And uh, I'd spent the next four years trying to put the cart back on the track. Remember when you were a kid, those Tyco things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're going, you're going. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool to watch it whip around the corner. Yeah. And then after it whipped around the corner, it in a wall. And it's just in a million pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of about the trajectory the brand was on. And so putting the thing back on the track and learning how to just feather the trigger mm-hmm. to keep it looking good and turning good but not falling off the track was really what we worked on. This is the first time we've ever met. How do you know Ryan? Uh, I met Ryan through, uh, honestly, back in the day, my son. So I, I kind of gave up trying to surf well a long time ago, but my sons uh, have kept me in the game. And mm-hmm. my boy ordered uh, a shortboard from Ryan, uh, maybe 2006 or so, or yeah. seven, early long days, time. early yeah. days. And uh, I had not heard of Ryan. And when I told someone he was getting a, a Ryan Engel shape, a nation surfboard, it just people started coming out of the woodwork talking mm. about how awesome of a guy this, this guy was. And I was like, really? Because I just met him and he didn't seem that awesome. And where are they now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I realized that there's a whole network of people who believed in this guy. And then I started getting my hair cut uh, at the King's Club along with the oh, rest of right. Southern California. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they were talking up the tournament. And uh, I had just sort of sold my soul to the golf gods and really was totally intrigued with what this thing was. And I saw photos of, yeah, you know, the, the vintage carts and, you know, the outfits and all that. And I was like in love. I was smitten with the whole idea. And so I became a Ryan Engle fan from afar just for what he'd been creating from an image standpoint. Sure. And then... Um, I don't know where we first got a chance to play golf together or spend some actual time but talking. But that's just such the catalyst, isn't it? it isn't that the great thing about golf is that, yeah. you know, um, you know, a big personality and, and image like you in our community, especially in our sports culture and stuff here in town and, and myself doing my thing. And, you know, you think these small towns, we just would know everyone. But there, there are a lot of people that you know of that you don't get to know. But the golf thing, man, really, it just brings you together and, and you really know when you're going to like someone or not. And I just remember you had me over at your club um, a while back, and we just hung out probably a little too long afterwards. And, yeah. you know, I was just like, fuck, this is awesome, you know. And, well, I have um, a question. You, you, you have a Midas touch with brands. If you liked what Ryan was doing so much, how much <laughs> could it have been if you didn't want to buy in and help uh, take it to the next level? <laughs> That wasn't on the table uh, at the time. I really, my because own. I, I will tell you from personal experience, all you have to do is DM him and ask him for some ownership. <laughs> a, a little dinner at Trevor's at the tracks, and you got thirty percent after oh, twenty man. minutes. So, Eric, you got all you got to do is ask. Well, I, I've always been of the opinion that I want to see other people be successful. I don't need a piece of everything I like. Doesn't it feel good to see? It does. Friends, success, and um, man, I love it. I yeah, someone. We were barking back and forth with some guy on the internet about something, God knows what. And we had opposing views. And you know me, I the banter, I just love it. And people probably read me the wrong way, but I feed off of the fucking shit talk, you know? Cause, really? Yeah. You? Know, you? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, uh, and this guy you was like, what? This? But this guy said something in the midst of it. And he was just like, look, dude, like I don't care what his thing is in that. I think everybody deserves like 
uh, opportunity to secure their bag, and I'm all for it. Make as much money as you can. And I was like, you know what, dude? That is probably one of the coolest things I've ever fucking heard. And I was like, we were so far apart, bro. I was just like, I wish you all the success in the world, bro. Like, Let's talk about when that banter can sometimes lead to things you might not expect. You famously got into a back and forth with Stephen Malbon of mm-hmm. Malbon Golf. Wow. God bless him. And uh, you... I call go, him dad. By you way. call him dad. Yeah. Good. Now. He heard didn't it. call him dad earlier. Sure. <laughs> So Malbon, can you say what you used to <laughs> I'm not allowed to um, um, go after brands or people anymore now that Hawk's part of the company. Okay. So those I tried to mine. curtail that a bit yeah. because eventually we're all going to be in the same room together. Um, and, I thought it was funny, but I can and see a lot how of people, other people did. Thought I and was I actually serious. that's what drew me to the brand is you had this back and forth with Malbon. Uh, I also like that you would call Link Soul Link Soulless. You threw a lot of those kind of things out. Uh, so that was that was very fun and intriguing to watch. Yeah, I mean, you've got great lines, so what are you going to do? Uh, this went back and forth where you would just rip on this guy for his streetwear style uh, because you and your brand at the time before I came on, it was uh, very anti what Malbon was doing. I just learned, Crano, can I call you Crano? Sure thing. That you brokered the match of the decade. In 2019, when Ryan Engel had to tee it up with Stephen Malbon, much to the delight of Golf Instagram. And considering that Golf Instagram is a cesspool and an echo chamber of dog shit, this was actually fun to watch. And you put God that together. Bless it, yeah. How did it, we'll talk about that in a second. I can't wait to get your opinion on that. But how did that match come to be? You know, we were uh, trying to fill a tourney uh, out in the desert, and it started in a bit of a benign way. Kyle Cadham, uh friend, life partner, great dude, and, and I were working on the golf thing, and we were like, man, what do we do? How do we get this pull this team together? And we're like, well, we could bring out Malvin and one of his crew, and that'd be awesome. And then we're like, oh, no, but we should get Ryan and some of his crew. And we started talking about it, and then and then we started thinking about it, and we started looking on Instagram. It was right about the same time the shit started peaking on Instagram. Uh-huh. Yes. And I'm like, how <laughs> fucking funny would it be if we invited them both to play with us and we didn't tell each other that they were going to be there? Like and a parent just, trap. Like we just put yep. them together and just see what happens, and we'll just fucking put cameras on it and just, I don't know, it, it can't be bad. Right. Yeah. And uh, I think Kyle at the time was like, man, that's a shitty idea. Yeah. Uh, but he was all for it eventually, and we reached out, and I think we told you guys, right? You told – I think you told you, – you Did I tell you that Steven was coming? You – I think I might have asked respectively. Like, yeah, I think you did. asked us first. Yeah. And then when we confirmed, you like hinted at I it. I think I lied. I think I said, way. hey, Ryan, yeah. Steven totally wants to play golf with you. So you said and something like that. And then I called like Steven that. and said, yeah, yeah. hey, Steven, Ryan totally wants to play golf with what you. What a guy. And this is why you're you. You make things happen. No, it it definitely, it was a team effort between me and Kevin. And it ended up being a great day, you know. It was a great day. And I'll tell you what, it took all of about four minutes for these guys to show mutual respect for each other, a little bit of love. And then literally by the end of the day, I wasn't even in the picture. And it was just Steven and Ryan. We rode in the same car. Yeah. I mean, they were all for it until... I think Steven pulled out a joint like the size of the Cheech and Chong record yeah. album or something like that. Sure. Ryan just started laughing and yeah. pulled out a cigar. And yeah. they each had their own vices, and it was a great day. Yeah, it it's fun. fair to say that Malbin, for those that aren't familiar, and not Malbin the person, but Malbin the brand, it's it goes against everything that well, nation. In all honesty, like does. I'm a mashup, right? I'm yeah. I, I'm not all nation, well, and I'm not all Mal- yeah. Malbin. Like I I just like all the things that I like. Yeah. And so like I did this for you today because I know how much you love ghetto kicks. <laughs> 
So I, I, this is basically. Did you run like, here? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you didn't get the Hirachi memo. So I, I like my smoking Tom yeah. and my, my With kicks. the airbags. I get it. Yeah. 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 Deal, you know? uh, no, but I just thought clashing those worlds together would be funny. And it was also two of the most, what I believe to be the most important movements in the sport, which sure. is fresh streetwear and then a reverence totally. for its past. And I think that totally. the, if the two can coexist, like that's where the future is. It's not one or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would agree. There's 25 million Americans that play golf. They're not all going to like the same thing. There's a lot of good guys in golf. They might both like everything. There's that too. Now, I don't know Stephen Malbon at all, but what I have uh, gleaned from the internet is, one, he's a great dad. He's got his kids out at everything that he does, which is really cool to see. Yeah, really cool. The second thing is he's... Talented little buggers too. Yeah. And he's got a pet fucking squirrel. Yeah. Really? Oh, shit, you're not. Yeah. A pet fucking squirrel sits yeah. on his shoulder like a parrot. Wow. That's uh, eccentric and it's bizarre awesome. and weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will also say, recently I saw him play in some um, pro-am or practice round. He posted a picture or a, a, a video. Dude's got a buttery swing. It does. Really violent, good swing. Violent off-balance follow-through. But, you know. Well, he's worked on it because the, this one looks pretty good. And yeah. I'll say... One of the most intimidating things about owning a golf brand is... For the, you. For me, is the expectation <laughs> the expectation that you have to be good at golf. Which, I, can, I can talk about that one. I, I'm terrible. Me too. I'm a 22 that's gone to a 12 that will probably be an 11.5 when I die. Like That's probably yeah. my margin. I feel like my, my index improvement is probably going to be a half a point. Yeah, but then the once way. you realize that every net money game for the rest of your life you'll probably awesome. win mm-hmm. is not a bad <laughs> trade-off, you know? I, I Coming from like me, it. who's like played golf my whole life, who's basically like self-taught in a way that I don't practice or take lessons or anything, I've gotten to that low digit, and I by the metrics of a standard person, a good player... But I can't win a match to save my life, you know? So Yeah. Hey, I'm a great member guest partner. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I've got time. I've got pops. Give yeah. me a call. Yeah. All you members at Riviera mm-hmm. who want a six foot four guy with a chiseled jawline <laughs> who can help <laughs> win you some uh, tournaments. I'm good for four pars, two birdies, and a lot of doubles. But in the skins yeah. game, what That's matters? great. That's it. I don't know That's about great. you, but and I don't want to get too much into how we score because who cares? But when I show up to play golf there are some people who drive there and they they have this thought in their head, I'm going to go low today. There are other people who drive there and they go, I'm not feeling it. I'm not going to do well. I drive to the golf course and I know for a fact that score is going to be between 87 and 92 every time and I would bet my kids on it. I just know that that's the case. You put money on it? Yeah. You? All the time? You make money? No, no, no. I don't. But I would because I just know I suck in such a consistent way. And you, as a 12 handicap, because I'm a 12 as well, might be able to relate to always scoring like that. Do you, or do you have uh, you have some flashes of brilliance? Uh, flashes of brilliance, usually nine-hole stretches. I've shot 36s and 37s for you know on a nine-hole stretch, yeah. and then I'll go straight to three triples in a row on the back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Are you in that same range, though, 87, 92, when you play? Yeah. yeah. Golf has a funny way of evening it out towards the end. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Golf gods just, yeah, they just, just know. smooth it out they like just butter. Know. Yeah. So... You mentioned golf gods, and every time I hear that term, I think of golf Instagram because golf gods is one of the many accounts that has a wide audience. This is a meme account. There are a lot of. Uh, we live in an echo chamber as a golf brand. We all, when we log on to Instagram, all we see is golf content. You probably are in a similar echo chamber. 
When you open up your phone to Instagram and you look at golf Instagram, what are the thoughts that you have? Well, we first have to just close my eyes and remember back to when I opened my phone to look at golf Instagram. <laughs> Good for it's, you. It's been a minute. I've sort of tuned a little bit of that out. I've I got love some, hearing that. I've yeah. got some close friends uh, that I check in with, uh, people that I think are doing some really original stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, obviously Matt Cardis with Golf in Your State. Like, this guy's literally dedicated his life to being on the road. And I don't know how he does it. Uh, it's incredible. And it's real content that he shoots himself and he interviews people and he does the communities and he carried the U.S. Open trophy across the country and he did a residency at Ramsell. I mean, this is the shit that like, if I'm going to spend any time looking at it, I usually want to look at stuff like he that. He puts the work in. He does. And then real I, work. Yeah. I have a huge tattoo on my heart uh, with Butsy on it just because that motherfucker and I have had some really good times together. Sure. And, you know, it, I, you love or hate the guy. I don't care what side of the fence you're on. I'm all, I'm 100% love. Yeah. Do you log in and um, play video games against him on his no, Twitch? I, I, uh, no, I'm I'm uh, I'm 47. <laughs> Is it he? I don't know. <laughs> Josh Josh knows that I make fun of him as much as I can, but me and Josh, we have a good relationship too. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. Hey, I love him. I don't yeah, you live just like him. Yeah, yeah. I don't live like him. Yeah. I just, I love looking yeah, at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, no. it's fucking butsy, dude. It's fucking butsy. And then there's like uh, one of the most genuine human beings I've ever met is uh, Lee from the Colorado Golf Club. Mm-hmm. Sure. So that's guy. that's kind of my trifecta of like close friends that I really You know, Lee's follow. basement, you know, like sometimes yes. he'll show you a little glimpse of his little golf room. Yeah. It looks like a guy who like worked for fucking ESPN for 40 years and like all the free giveaway shit <laughs> that he got in his whole career, he just like piled it. Like he's got a Red Bull cooler and like a neon sign that says like Titleist or something, you know? And, I, and you're just like, dude, you are like everything that I don't want my brand to be, but I love you so much. It's pretty You know awesome. what I mean? As like, we sit in a man cave decked out to go yeah, yeah. with Red Bull in the fridge. Yeah, but, but you know what I'm of saying. Course, it's just of like, course. yeah. It, and I guess there's one more uh, Coach Rusty, like that motherfucker. Have you ever watched some of I that mean, when he dude, does? he's... That's over the top. I, I, you know, I see some of his stuff because I've hung out with him at a couple events and shit over the yeah. years. And um, and I, I don't know if I'm doxing him too, but... You know, there were times where we were talking and I just like, I could feel how tired he was, Mm, you know? mm -hmm. And man, to go down that, which is completely overdone for most of the guys, there's only a few that are really good at it, but that trick shot stuff and like the content that he is under pressure to continuously create. It's kind of over the top. Gotta be tiring. It's gotta be tiring. You know what I mean? Like, and he's still to this day, I'll fucking pull up his thing and see something and go, wow. Yeah. And you're like, how do you keep going? Oh, the thing with the boulder when he shot, yeah. like, but he's doing, so he's making real golf shots yeah. too, like, in, yeah. in addition to trick stuff. So yeah. it's pretty awesome. But for the most part, it's syndicated meme bullshit across the thousands thing. of accounts. I and I just, I can't with the it. The repost shit. I is, can't with it. You know. Now, I don't follow much other stuff in by way of sports. Are other, like, sport avenues and action sports, are they like that too? Are there, like, is there like a meme repost culture that is as saturated as the golf thing, or is it just a golf thing? You'd have to ask somebody because I, I don't know. Yeah, I want. I wonder if it's just the golf space. Well, that I, has I think everyone has a feed tailored to what they're into. Sure. So if you're into politics, you probably get a lot of political memes. If you're into pop culture, you probably get a lot of pop culture memes. It's just when you're in this world, and as much as we love it, there is so much of it that is so repetitive and annoying. But there's a lot to make fun of too. Of course, and that's where this guy comes in. That's right, and. I'm the bad guy because I've had to, you know, hit him with the reins a few times and reel him back in. There's already a part of this episode at the beginning that will need to be bleeped out. And what did I say? Well, I'm not, why would I say it again? 
Did I say something bad? Yeah, but I'll bleep it up. But that's you, and I love you for it. This guy is the guy that I think holds everybody in check, and people kind of, they gravitate towards Well, tips from the tips, you know, he's like a man of of seven hats, and I think that when he gets into tips in the tips mode, like, it is, it's another thing. Like, I've been on the course with him where we're having, like, this leisurely afternoon between two grown men talking about family and all the great stuff, and all of a sudden, he'll think of something, he'll see a blade of grass off kilter, and he'll be like, hold on a second, hold this camera, and he'll just get into it, <laughs> yeah. and it's like the funniest shit I've ever seen, right. straight from the heart, one take, and then he'll get back, anyways, what were we saying? <laughs> it's like, it's like he, he goes to someplace else. Um, where does that come from? I have no freaking idea. You can swear. I, well, now you got me all nervous that no, I said something off-colored. Go ahead. Um, I, I, I think... Even from the days when I played music, it was always like get a get the microphone away from this guy, you know, like and like the the at the tournament, the the ongoing joke with my close group of friends is like you just throw this tournament so you can get in front of the microphone at dinner, you know, and it's like yeah, I just I've always had this knack of like I wanted to honestly I think it was growing up and the time I spent with my grandmother watching all those Dean Martin roasts and all the, the mm, shows like that yes. and watching how those cats controlled rooms and like kind of like dogged on everyone, but then like in an endearing way where they make you like them, you know? And then I just unfortunately was given this like rough grew up in surf culture version of that. Mm. So in my mind, I want to be Dean Martin, but I come off like way more of a harsh asshole than that, you know? And it's just, I just, see something and it's what I do. But at the end of the day, it's a satire way of me making fun of, I despise real golf coaches and golf tips. I think we've let this game get so far away from us. And I know I make fun of the clothes, but I think the true problem is, is that everyone's so worried about their position and their spin rate and stuff. They forgot to play the game. Sure. And you know, you, you get out on the golf course and it takes reps. It takes, you know, uh, trial and error, um, finding out what works for you, um, whether it's the short game or side hill wise, or just like learning how to, for lack of a better term, golfing your ball. And we've gotten away from that because it's just like tech and swing speed. And Mm. like you can go, I can go out there with a strong grip and a cupped wrist add loft to the face, play a fade all day and beat you with your fucking beautiful draw. You know what I mean? And your golf coach and all that shit. Because I got a knack for Are you for talking getting... to Steve Taylor right now? No, I'm talking to anybody. <laughs> but I'm saying... Shout out some, to Big Steve. Some guys have a knack for, like, getting up and down, getting the ball in the hole, feeling a shot, seeing a shot, hit, like, playing the game, where others are just like, fuck, I should have made that because I have a golf coach and my swing's in a perfect position off the tee. And yeah. I, you know what I mean? And so the tips from the tips thing is just basically, like, this weird alter ego where it's like, me kind of like getting out that want to be on the microphone bullshit that's vested inside of me for some reason, yes. and then also making fun of that old golf course. But to bring it full circle to your original question, stuff like that, that's original from the heart, unscripted, yeah. life mm-hmm. unscripted. Like that's true entertainment on Instagram that's worth channeling into. Sure. It's all the stuff where people aren't actually living in real life and they're just trying to like yeah. sort of like meme their way into success. Like think about the land grab, right? Golf was one way for so many years. In this last decade, there's been more change to the sport culturally than there's been in the last 30 years. Oh, wow. And what I saw was with the electric brand and what, what I see with your brand and Malvin and all these guys that there's room for a lot of brands to come in and start to shape what that is. 
I think Instagram culture just kind of got ahead of themselves thinking mm. like, well, all I need is an Instagram account and a printed t-shirt and I'm going to be the next greatest golf brand. And yeah. it got really fat for a while there. And now you kind of start to see it thin mm. back out again. But there's probably more new brands with like, you know, a custom glove and a, and a visor out there, like thinking they're going to be the next Travis Matthew and, and buy a boat. They're probably buying boats before they even sold their, their you know, their, their yeah. t-shirt. It's, Let's it's make sudden. sure to cancel that boat payment. Bail out another thousand, you know? <laughs> you know, to bring it full circle, we're talking about what we love and what we don't love about the game. What is your favorite and least favorite part about the game of golf? God, my favorite part about the game of golf is seeing the look on a buddy's face when they hit a good shot. Mm. How many hole-in-ones have you been present for? Oh, just one. Just one? And, How good and I did wasn't that feel? even present. I was... On the green, and uh, so I'm at Bella Kalina, the greatest golf course in San Clemente, uh, and I'm sitting there on the green of Litham 1, and Litham 2 is an elevated tee mm. box going the other way to a par 3. So I'm finishing off a putt, uh, and I'm terrible. Like, I, you, if you fart on my backswing, I'll blame you for like a week. It was yeah, like yeah. You ruined my shot. Yeah. So all of a sudden, there's a you roar. You guys would be a good partner. There's a That roar. would be fun to ride. Yeah, yeah. There is a roar like a fucking lion. Sorry. Yeah. A lion den. No, yeah. go for it. It's, for this guy, this guy Morgan Hines is an incredible human being who hits his hole in one. And it was like the screams. And then it was like the bar after. And then it was like the stories. And then everyone else's hole in one stories. And like the maybes and the discontent and the thousands of stories of the one inch. And it was just there. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah. just didn't roll yeah. in and, and all that. And I just feel like there's. There's nothing like it in any other yeah. sport. You know, you fall on your surfboard, everyone just says, well, Whatever. sweet. Like, I'll, they'll just go in front of you. Like, yeah, yeah. they don't care. Right. Like, golf is one of those ones where, like, the tragedies are as entertaining as the wins. You know how I Absolutely. the best well, way I can explain golf is you could be in, in the match or the day or the round, whatever you want to call it, and you could be butting heads with a guy. Maybe going back and forth on a rules breach or the match <laughs> or you're just a bad sport and it's going back or the banter's so high that you're getting under each other's skin. You could be literally like basically fighting the guy and that guy could get a hole in one and all of that shit goes out of the window. Yes. And I've seen it happen a million times and it's just like someone gets a hole in one. The group is almost in a way arguably more happy about it That's right. than the guy. Because it's just like, it's such yeah. a rare thing. It gives me the chills yeah. just even thinking about it. Guys and I shock. think that explains golf a lot. Like, it can get away from itself and you can get mad and have a, you know, get mad at your buddy for making noise or whatever and stuff. But, like, those moments, like, really show the true, like, culture of it. And uh, I think that's what makes it so special. You so know? what's your least favorite part? What don't you like about golf? You know, uh... I don't like golfing at the Muni. I don't like seven-hour rounds. Mm. I don't like waiting. I don't. I don't really like people who take themselves too seriously. I guess, and I think the waiting is a is a byproduct of people who take themselves too seriously. Yeah. Sure. So get up and hit the ball, man. Yeah. And like, unfortunately, you know, those 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 public tracks they and they're they're guilty of it. They pump they pump everyone out there. Well, you know, I they don't, don't spread I don't it out. Any, I love public golf. Like, yeah, I yeah. like the idea of it. Right. Yeah. Because like I'd be down. Like that's I'm a I'm kind of a shit show. So I show up to most clubs and it's like. I'm not a welcome guest. Mm -hmm. I'm much. I fit way better in at a, at a muni. But at the end of the day, like if you're sitting there grinding and then waggling and you're getting ready to hit and you get ready to do your thing and you get one more thing in and then you're like, 
Do you feel that? And yeah, then you yeah, get another yeah, waggle yeah, in, yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. I can't with you, bro. It's like, right. that's, you do that in your bedroom. There's those guys in everything, though, unfortunately, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I'm with you on that. I, yeah. If I, you don't take yourself too seriously and you're out there to have a good time, I'll play with you. I don't care who you are, how old you are, what walk of life you're from, what you're into, same, whatever. Same. I think four hours on the golf course. I, I, you can get to know somebody whether they don't even speak to you how cool is golf right yes. you could be in a foursome and this person could be the worst conversationalist on planet mm-hmm. earth but you're still going to see him go through his protected self mm-hmm. his cordial self his I'm, this is going to be a great day self to the defeated self yes. to the rebound self yes. to the I don't give a shit self to yeah. let's just go get a beer and call it a day self and Absolutely. it's like everyone goes and then our wives wonder why we're so Fucking tired when we get Well, home. and then the, oh, shit, my wife's going to kill me <laughs> yeah. stuff, which everyone also has. So it's oh, like, babe, yeah, we're on the last hole, you know, as we're pouring another scotch. You know, just, you know I've I, often contended that the worst thing for a marriage is golf. It's addicting. It takes a really long time. It's expensive. It pairs you with friends that you have such a good time with that you have a really hard time hiding how much fun it was when you came home. Yeah. You have to downplay how good of a time it was. Um, and you're, you're always... I, I'm this way. I, it's hard not to pass out when you get back from playing golf. I don't know if you guys are the same way, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's there's a lot that goes. Well, you're on a nervous me. wreck when you golf, so you, I mean, you're physically t- more tired mm-hmm. than I am when I play. <laughs> He's not yeah. wrong. He's yeah. not wrong. But it's uh, it's very trying on a marriage. And I had this conversation with a guy that we play with on Wednesday mornings. I don't believe that women have a golf in their life. There's nothing where they go out with their girlfriends for four hours once a week, come back, feeling so damn good. You've watched the kids all Maybe day. Maybe they should. Well, so what would that be? Well, you know, there's what, the hair salon. There's the nail salon. There's the other stuff. Like, there's exercise. Like, I heard that women exercise. I don't know what that is yet. That's yeah, like upkeep, yeah. though. That's not necessarily like, this it. is for me. They do. But my girl's special. It, yeah. I, I, I don't want to be the, the, the guy that says, well, Oh, no. I mean, sorry I take, about your problem, sir, but my wife actually really yeah. likes the fact that I have golf. Yeah. Great. And so does mine. My wife is special and I love her and she hates that I have golf. <laughs> she absolutely hates that I have golf. But I'm a guy that in life I've bitten off 10 times more than I can chew. Yeah. And when you add golf into that already right. with young kids, a five year old and a two year old, it's almost a slap in the face. Sure. And. That. Golf, because it is so much fun, it's a really hard thing to say no to or back away. But aren't you supposed to play golf between Monday and Friday between 9 and 5? Yes. Yes, you are. So if you quarantine it to those hours of the week, Uh you're going to be the best dad and husband on the planet. Great advice. I'm glad you came down and you gave that to us very much. Um, Anything else for Crano? No, I think that wraps up the first show. I want to thank the Nation Golf Company for renting us the boardroom for the afternoon um, and the great film crew here and all of our, our guests in the crowd. A round of applause for you guys. The empty boxes behind the uh, camera there, Crano. Um, but uh, hey, thank you for coming. Yeah, of course. Um, ready for another uh, invite to Bella real soon. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> I want to ride in this cart. I think we have a really good time together. So, well, I think we got to get another single digit. Maybe it's it's Brad Taylor and it's a and it's a high level. Uh, Steve's too busy traveling around the world with his new rich wife and uh, just like going on vacation. We'll find a stick. Yeah. Hey, cheers! Thank you for coming down, gentlemen. It was fantastic. Hey, to the fellowship. To the, to the fellowship. fellowship.